Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business leaders on topics to keep busy professionals informed. Today we have joining us Christine Purdy, Director of Human Resources, Salina Insurance Group, and Jamie Terry, Vice President of Organizational Development, Mountain West Farm Bureau Insurance Company. In the studio is Jim Dixon, Ron Kripe, and Tom Meyer of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. One of the things that we were just discussing was, you know, the employees who uh, were, were, were trying to bring back into the office environment. What are we seeing? Are, are we seeing employees that are anxious to come back into the office or who are kind of resistant for coming back into the office? Yeah, because in, in coaching, we're hearing a lot of the assumption that people are not going to want to come back. Right. And, you know, maybe we test that out. Is that true? The word is depends. And <laughs> I think you do have some extremes to that. So, you know, we had employees that already back in October said, you know, can I come back in five days a week? And they're the only person in the department. We said, sure. Yeah. And then we have those employees that were reluctant. So I think what we do is we set the clear expectation of what we want. And then we Good have point. any employees okay. that don't want to come back to, to, to talk to HR and discuss what, what the issue is. And, and I think really the biggest thing is, is really talking to each individual that has the problem, understand what the position is in the company, what it means, that, can it be remote or does it need to be in person, and really understanding what the needs of the business are for that position. So I think that's really, we have to look at it from a practical standpoint. And, and one thing that I think early on, we saw a lot of, you know, what do employees want? What do they want? And I said, well, it's a balance. It's what does the, what are the business needs as well? So we sure, have to look at sure. both. Well, and there's something different in COVID that we, that we need to point out. When we make HR decisions, we always typically make them uh, with a with the balance of the employee's perspective and the company's perspective. COVID has taught us all that you've got to take another perspective into account with this conversation, and that's the family of the employee because they are a huge part of that conversation if you've got relatives that are immunocompromised. Right. if you, I mean, they're just, it's a wider conversation than just what does the company want and what does the employee want. It's what do we do to, to create safety for everybody that's impacted by right. this decision? Okay, so you you've got you got the one group who who wants to come back. You don't have to incentivize them right. to come back, but does the company then have to come up with special incentives to bring those other people back? Jamie, what do you think? My my answer is going to be very similar to Christine's. It is hard to say, and it's hard to say what this is going to look like going forward. So, you know, I can speak to what we've experienced so far. Um, because who knows what it's going to look like in the in the coming months and coming years. So this has been a really interesting piece. And I think early on we had a lot of discussions about potentially using incentives to get folks to come back. And what we found is that it's not been necessary, at least for us in this time. So interestingly enough, similar to uh, the Christine's examples, we have had employees requesting over the past easily six to nine months to come back into the office and to come back yeah. into the office full time. So um, there are some employees that definitely are much more comfortable and can be effective in their jobs at home um, and in a remote situation. So it's really caused us to shift our organizational stance and start looking at that 
not just from, okay, this is the standard eight to five, you know, we've, we've all got to be in the office, but would say that it depends on the role within the organization. So it's going to be up to us to set really clear expectations as far as what's in and what's out and base it on the job function. So, you know, we as an employer have to commit to taking a good hard look at positions to determine if it can be remote, can the work be done remote and in an effective way. And then, you know, from an HR standpoint, how do we address exception requests and the personnel and any performance issues that might come up? So as a good HR employee, <laughs> um, you, <laughs> you know, guys are working a, overtime. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I a strong policy to support that. So, you know, we've got to be able to provide that flexibility and put the guidelines out there. But yeah. as an organization, we also need some documentation and a policy to come back on um, if we need to make changes. Well, I think, Jamie, you brought up a very valid point, and that is that it's forced us as HR professionals to actually look at all the jobs and say, okay, what does the job dictate as far as the location? Is it virtual or is it at home? And then we separately look at things that are exceptions to the rule. Yep. Maybe the rule mm-hmm. may be saying this job is here, uh, but uh, maybe a person's uh, demographics or the fact that they're um, caring for an elderly parent and we, they don't want to keep them exposed to this, that may be the exception to the rule. Well, in in those exceptions we think about, think about the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, kind of exception of, hey, my you've all determined that my job is more easily done from home, and that saves office expenses, and yet my personality is I want to be in an office environment. I want to be back. You know, that's the other kind of exception that we don't sometimes think right. about is how do we how do we make that a comfortable conversation for that employee? Right. You know, from HR's standpoint, we have tried to make everything equal across the board, <laughs> right? From an HR standpoint, you can't make exceptions where now all of a sudden, because of COVID, you've got older people who are more susceptible to COVID. You've got other groups that are more susceptible to COVID. Now you're almost forced into making exceptions for demographic groups that Traditionally, we've made laws that you can't make exceptions for demographic <laughs> groups. You now have to do things that you didn't have to do before. You know, these are pieces that I think are going to continually evolve and how we approach them will have to evolve. But what I would say is the base and what we've been looking back on is, you know, it's our responsibility to create a safe work environment, both physically and psychologically for all Mm -hmm. our employees. And so if that's our baseline, really, again, falling back to a strong policy on what that looks like, where you set guidelines and you have protocols in place that establish that baseline for your employees, and then we're going to have to have a zero tolerance on things that go outside of that. Um, One of the concerning trends that uh, Christine and I have actually discussed is things like vaccine shaming and the social media Mm -hmm. implications Mm -hmm. and political undertones. And so there's so many other things that kind of tie into these, but really having a zero tolerance policy and keeping that clear and out in front. um, It gets tricky and it gets difficult when you start, you know, utilizing terms like equal um, in in the workplace. But if you've got policies um, in place and being able to rely on those as an employer to create that safe work environment for your employees, I think you're on the right track. Such a good point. Yeah. 
We're seeing lines of division inside families and workforces that we've just never seen before. So um, I have all the tremendous respect in the world for for both of you that are kind of handling that from a policy standpoint on the front line, which is, again, exactly why we wanted you on the call. Christine, I'm interested in your perspective on um, how are, are you handling that kind of issue of masks shaming and vaccine shaming are you seeing some of that and if so how are you how are you approaching it the mask portion i mean we do uh, back to what jamie said a good point we do have very uh, strict guidelines and policies and procedures in, in place and so when it comes to like masking and that kind of thing we don't really have um too much issue with that we do send reminders frequently just to keep keep it top of mind um, the one area I have seen is the vaccine shaming. You know, one thing about HR is it's always important to protect one's um, personal information, yeah. um, and that includes yeah. your medical information. Right. And for some reason, people think that it's okay to ask everyone if they've gotten vaccinations. And, <laughs> you know, that's, and I think some of it's just excitement because we're proud that we've gotten to this point where we have it, but we don't know what people's medical conditions are and those kind of things. Yeah. And right. that's one thing I always tell people is like, just be careful. Like that's, if someone wants to volunteer and you want to talk about it, that's fine. But you really shouldn't be asking that question of employees because it is personal. There's religious beliefs. There's all kinds of reasons that someone right. might not be, even be able to get a vaccination. So I think sure. that's been something new that I never anticipated it when you talk about 2020, I, I never thought 2021 would be the talk of vaccination. So, right. Well, and, and if you don't hear anything else on this podcast, that would be a really good thing to focus in on just to keep us all psychologically safe. Because it's a good reminder even for us. We have to respect that we're all different. You know, we have, uh, as HR professionals and training professionals, we've come, become accustomed to the fact that we need to respect different ways of thinking about things. For example, I think about Christine over in Salina where we were actually debating for Foundations Plus the uh, project that we were going to have for the class. There was a debate about whether or not we should make masks or not. Oh, but there, sure. were, there were a few people in the class that were a little uncomfortable with making of masks because their kind of background was that they didn't really believe in them. So we kind of floated a different direction to maybe supporting, um, you know, a, a, a nursing home, which is what we did. Well, that actually supports the actual role that we wanted. But I think we have to respect that people are going to think a little differently and they have different uh, needs. Like you say, that they may have some medical records that, that we don't need to know about. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about vaccinations... Do you have to have a vaccine before you come back in? Rick, that's a great question. And um, so we've, I mean, we've heard a little bit of that um, back and forth. And most of it's just in that questioning stage, trying to understand um, and establish whether or not we would have or need to have a vaccine policy. You know, if you go online, the EEOC has put out quite a few articles um, trying to keep employers informed on what that could look like. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen um, most recently is a recommendation that you're not having required policies, um, that you can set mm-hmm. up and establish mm-hmm. a policy that it, that is informed 
informative. Um, so it provides the access and the information to individuals and employees in your office so that they have the ability to get that um, but that you're not requiring it because Christine mentioned you've got both health and physical reasons, religious reasons, all kinds of reasons where sure. individuals may not be getting a vaccine and may not believe in that. And that's OK. So you do, in in the work environment, when we're setting the stage for that and making sure we're providing that safe environment, it's providing the information to the employees. It's not providing a requirement, but then employees have the information so that they can behave in a way that where they feel safe. So if they are not going to get the vaccine, they're going to come in and they don't assume that everybody else is getting one, but they're going to protect right. themselves in a way where they still feel safe in the office. Um, and then we can work with them, whether it's working from their office, working, you know, remotely, if it's applicable, patching into meetings from their desk, you know, finding ways to accommodate that um, where we can. So that's that's really been the, the research and the information that we've seen. Christine, where, where were you in that conversation? I think as an employer, it is a very difficult situation because of all the things I mentioned earlier about people's health concerns and all those kind of things. I think the best thing to do is provide the information to employees, information that you have about, you know, maybe where the vaccines are. And we actually even help some of our folks here that aren't real good with computers. We actually scheduled vaccines for them. Mm -hmm. you know, they came and said, we need help. And, yeah. and, you know, so it's really being that helpful force with our employee base and respecting uh, the decisions of everyone, how diverse they, they can be. And um, just understanding that and encouraging and, um, and, and leaving it at that. It's interesting because the name human resources is providing a resource for our employees and they make their own selection. Do I get vaccinated or don't I? Well, I'm a resource. I can, I can help you with it if you want it. Thank you, Christine and Jamie, for an interesting discussion. Please join in our conversation by leaving a comment at www.equusconsulting.com. expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.